Welcome back to the We Wrote It Better podcast. I'm Ridley DeWolf, the CK is silent, and I have my partner here. Joel Shyamalan. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Um, this a week, we're talking about uh, Spiderhead from Netflix. It's a Netflix original film uh, based off of a short story that was in the New Yorker. Sorry. Um, and just a disclaimer, for this episode, there is going to be mentions of sexual assault uh, because that's in it's in the script it's in the it's in the movie so uh, sexual assault is mentioned uh, several times no joking this yeah yeah not 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 joking this I'm is, not making a joke. it's really it, it's it's in here so if that bothers you you should not listen to this episode but if it doesn't let's progress uh, so we're talking about spider head uh, uh, the Netflix original and it is based off of the escape from spider head um, I believe it's an award-winning New York Times short story. And uh, what is this guy's fucking name who made <laughs> who, who made it? Sorry, I didn't write down his name. I wrote down the assholes who wrote the awful adapted screenplay. Uh, uh, <laughs> are we talking about the director here? I'm talking about the uh, yeah the uh, the author of uh, Escape from Spiderhead, the better version of Spiderhead. George Saunders. George Saunders. Yeah. Yeah. George Saunders actually wrote a really good short story. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I, I think it was really good. I think it was uh, really well done. From I just skimmed it just so I would not. And I did too. Yeah, uh, we're not a book reviewing podcast. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I did kind of skim the synopsis of the story. Mm-hmm. It's uh, honestly much better than the actual film. It's to the point. And it's pretty yeah. fast. And absolutely, you know, like it doesn't end well, and there's no, um, like there's in this movie, you kind of feel like there's. There's hope for the characters, the characters, yeah. and I don't like that because yeah. in the short story, from what I gather from the synopsis, there you can tell that there is no hope for these prisoners. Like oh, they, they are there, that is it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would even say that the story has balls. the The movie doesn't have balls, but mm-hmm. the story has balls. George Saunders mm-hmm. has George balls. Saunders. Uh, but this uh, movie that we're talking about today is uh, directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Uh, and it was adapted uh, from the short story by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Whatever. They did an awful job. They did a really terrible job at this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't believe um, how bad. It actually is like, because I only skimmed the short story, but it's it's really well done. And we're, we're going to tell you the plot here in a minute. But I will just say that the story itself is actually a pretty cool little short story. Um and then Netflix absolutely gutted it. And I don't know, these two, Rhett and Paul, they just, they yeah, fucked it. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> if you're going to rewrite a story the way that they did, like if you have full ability to rewrite that whole thing, why not make it like darker? Yeah. Or like why not go with some of the ideas that, you know, are in the 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 short story and you can just really capitalize on that yeah they had a couple of really good things going on i thought in the the main plot of the movie but it's all like squandered oh absolutely yeah yeah so uh i'm gonna read you the uh the little uh uh plot summary here that we uh sourced from imdb uh, so this is set in the near future when convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects in hopes of shortening their sentences. When one prisoner finds himself the test patient for a new pharmaceutical capable of generating feelings of love, 
he begins questioning the reality of his emotions and sets up to discover the truth. Another very vague plot. I would actually even say that the the movie doesn't even do the plot itself justice. I was very confused. Uh, I wouldn't say, well, I was somewhat confused, but more uh, just like underwhelmed with this movie in general. Boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really like they really could have done something like boring, boring, something boring. fucking cerebral. And, yeah. you know, like really interesting. But you they have went a story through, about yes. drugs, psychedelics, yeah. Yeah. you know, mind altering things, yeah. mind control, this, that, whatever. And yet you can't <laughs> write a better story about those things. They had all those things it. are that's like the best material in the world. And no, it was absolutely like a total waste. Like, I honestly like the and the thing is, like they have the, even the short story itself is full of so much more depth i would think than the actual movie but um so we have some some characters here and i will list out like the main kind of like the main cast um again another covid shoot so it was it was very little people you could tell i mean good idea definitely a good idea for a covid shoot but yeah but this came out after um top gun maverick no true uh yes yes maverick is not a covid shoot yeah Maverick is a masterpiece. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick is a masterpiece. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess there really is no excuse. And I do feel bad for Miles Teller because I will say this. Like, not many of you know this, but I am a lesbian. Hardcore. <laughs> but I find Miles Teller to be a very handsome man when he has a 70s stash on. I think he is. When he has a 70s porn stash on in Top Gun Maverick, yeah. he's extremely attractive. I like that. And I will say that. Mm-hmm. Now. The characters in this, uh, in this, the main characters in the film, uh, we have Chris Hemsworth as Dr. Stephen uh, Absent. Abnasty. 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 <laughs> Abnasty. <laughs> and uh, Miles Teller as fucking Jeff. And then we have uh, Journey Smollett as Lizzie. And then. Dirty Smollett? Yeah. What? <laughs> See, that's Say, funny. Wait, again, what was that name? Journey. Journey. Smollett. Smollett. You might recognize her more famous brother as the lying homosexual Jussie Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> Who faked a hate crime against himself. <laughs> I remember that That's guy. him, yeah. That's, that's his brother? sister. Oh, his sister. Oh, it must yeah. suck to be his, bro- his sister. Like, <laughs> when you're just trying to make it in the acting world. <laughs> <laughs> you just got it's this. bad for press. <laughs> yeah, wow. and then we have what's what's actually silly is like the actual. Uh, so the, there's wow. a character that plays Doctor Absanti. Abnasty. Abnasty. Doctor Abnasty's like assistant, mm. and in the short story, his name is Verlaine, but. Uh, in this movie, his name is Mark, and I think it's funny because the actual actor's name is Mark, and I just feel like they just wanted to call him Mark. One hundred percent. So good for them. How do you take a um, a unique name like Verlaine? Verlaine, and turn it into Mark. Mark. I think because I think they wanted to. Uh, we'll get into it, but I think there's a stupid reason why. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those are the main uh, characters in uh, Spiderhead, uh, the movie. Um, and so I guess like how we kind of do this show is that like we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of like fucking use this movie as a punching bag for a little bit and then we're gonna give you our better written versions of Spiderhead. way better yeah way better written uh again with people with no qualifications i'm not paid to do this joel's not paid to do this i didn't even go to school for it no and i i did go to school for it but i haven't made any money from it yet so that should tell you something 
Now, let's just get into it. I um, The biggest problem with this movie, I find, is Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Chris He's Hemsworth. He's definitely up there. Absolutely. I just find that he is so um, unbelievable. So Dr. Uh, so Dr. Stephen Absenti, am I saying it right? No. Abnesti. 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 It's just such a stupid name. I, I, I kind of can't even I like Abnesti. Abnesti. So Chris Hemsworth is doctor. Imagine trying to spell pharmaceuticals after you try to figure that name That's out. That's hilarious. Yeah. Because okay, I'm, yes. I'm throwing E's and U's everywhere. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell pharmaceutical. So we have Dr. Uh, Abnesti, which is Chris Hemsworth. And so basically Chris Hemsworth's character is this kind of like he's a, supposed to be a super smart fucking head of this pharmaceuticals company um, that tries out experimental drugs. And I guess, you know what I mean? Like they can create artificial emotions off of these experimental drugs. And but if you know Chris Hemsworth, you know, he's not capable of playing someone who's smart. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I just you know that I think everybody knows that and I think it's like admirable that he wants to be this like you know try to like branch out like how Mark Wahlberg does when he tries to branch out like and when, you try to <laughs> when play he's a, trying to be serious yeah, and he's like, got high pitch voicing absolutely you yeah. know what I mean when he's trying to play like a science teacher in the happening that's what I'm getting here is is Mark Wahlberg okay like you know what I mean like Chris Hemsworth that's is Mark a Wahlberg bold statement I'm gonna tell you that right now wow that is okay. what it's giving me okay because yeah. you can't like I don't I don't like his biggest problem like he's unconvincing as a pharmaceutical science guy I honestly feel like I'm watching Dr. Thor. Uh, like Taika okay. Waititi's Thor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he's go he's goofy as hell. Throughout the film, like it's kind of shown too early that this man is like unstable. Mm -hmm. I honestly noticed that. Like, mm -hmm. like, like he's trying to – because the whole point is that these prisoners are in this place and they are basically getting like time served for their drug trials. Um, and like – Stephen Abnesti, there you go, was Chris Hemsworth's character, and he is like the head of it, but he's like, you know, trying to be like, oh, I have like, you know, bosses above me and like whatever, like I'm not in charge, I'm just trying to follow orders. But like he's just so goofy and like He is goofy. He plays like the um, like a cool I, I'm cool, I'm hip. Yeah, I'm I'm a hip scientist, and you know what yeah, I mean? Like I'm yeah. listening to he's like 80 synth wave. Yeah. Like fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ridiculous. And also, like, he's trying to hide his Australian accent, and I can hear it. <laughs> I don't have keen ears like that. I, I couldn't hear it, but... It's I, an accent I can't quite place. Yeah. It's, uh, like, his, his, his American accent is, like, a mix between, like, he's trying to do, like, Southern, I think, to, like, offset the Australian. Right. But also, like, I don't know. It sounds like he's lying to me. Right. Like, as he talks. Mm. And I think that's my biggest problem when he talks. I can't, can't, I can't place his accent, and it's, it's distracting. Yeah. So in my in terms of like Dr. Stephen Abnesti, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And like, why? Like, where's his money coming from? And like, apparently he's worried about the police finding out or like the authorities finding out what he's doing on this island, Spiderhead, whatever. But like, he's got enough connections to like host drug trials with inmates. So I kind of figured he had like an in with the government. I don't know why he's so worried about this getting out. That was my initial idea as well. I really did think he was... Um contracted by the government mm -hmm. to do these experiments yeah to have this much funding as like a privateer like a private um 
pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. It was just, it, to me, it just doesn't all add up. I'm, you know, it's like a work of fiction, so they don't really have to. We're not deserving of information. I mean, whatever, but but (laughs) I feel like there was a clever, well, more clever way to do this. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. And his like, yeah, the stupid excuses about like, I'm the cool guy who's trying to protect all my cool science experiments while the man's trying to come down on you. That type of stuff. I would rather him like, because to me, he's he's like a mix of... um, Oh, I thought about it earlier. It was good. He was a he's a mix of like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Uh in terms of like his like hippy dippy way of I know what doing you mean. Things. Yeah, his yeah. mannerisms, and yeah. And then, you know, just like a stupid villain. I know. Which right? I couldn't really I can't really think of, but you know, it's Matthew McConaughey mixed with something. It's a that's goofy, not good. It's it's goofy. Yeah. It's it's silly. Um so yeah, basically like yeah, and Miles. It's like Doctor Evil. Exactly. Here you go, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So yeah, so you basically got this guy. Miles Teller is Jeff. He's in this fucking institution uh, where he's like in a bunch of other convicts. They're allowed to like roam around and kind of like do whatever they want in exchange for competing in these drug trials. And there's like several different like drugs they try out. There is N40, which is supposed to simulate love. There is Darken Flocks, which is supposed to simulate, I guess, like the worst depression and anxiety you'll ever experience. I think it's like a fear drug. It's horse, horse shit. <laughs> it's horse shit. Um, there's a fucking phobia one. There's a one that's, that's like super makes you laugh. It's yeah, like the la- laughing, laughing flocks, which is like, you know, laughing flocks and darken and flocks. Then there's, and then there's talking flocks. Then there's talking flocks, which makes you talk a lot when you're on the darken flocks. Like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, basically, and he's in there, and he meets this woman named Lizzie, and you can tell he loves Lizzie, and, you know, he's basically trying to, like, go through all these trials. Some fuck shit happens. Obviously, he figures out something is going on. It's it's really, like, straightforward and kind of, a, like, yeah, it's, it's nothing special. It, it's nothing compared to the actual short story. There's a relationship that forms between Jeff and Abnesti yeah. uh, in the movie that really just, com- like, comes out of nowhere. Yes. All of a sudden, he's just like strolling into Abnesti's like office. Yeah. Uh, anytime he wants, even mm-hmm. in the spider head, like main lab room with that uh, big window in the white room. Yeah, the testing room. He's yeah. he's like Jeff just walks in. Yeah. And you know, there's like multiple times where Steve is you know pissed off that. Jeff is showing up, but it's just like, where did this come from? Like, ne- like you see, he wakes up, goes to a trial, he gets that um, N forty with uh, with that girl, and yeah. then all of a sudden, they, like these dudes are chilling with each other. I yeah. don't, I don't understand it. No, it comes out of nowhere, weird. and then they're like, then they get all whacked up on laughing flocks, and and they. <laughs> <laughs> And they're just sitting in Abnesti's personal space, his personal yeah. quarters, and they're like giggling and talking about stuff. And I get that Steve is like manipulating Jeff. I yeah. know that that's the that's the premise of the whole thing, but still, though, like I I really don't get like if you have a building full of prisoners yeah. who are under contract technically to be at your beck and call for mm-hmm. any type of experiment with any type of request if you had one that um like jeff who was like 
defying you, not doing this, not doing that, just kind of like not really entertaining. Like go find somebody else. No, really. Like get rid of him. Go find somebody That's else. That's what I mean. There's like, no reason there's to just, keep him around. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking at like their personal relationship. I don't get it. I I came out of nowhere. It's really dumb. And then he gets all mad at Jeff for like he walks in on him one day when he's getting his like uh, was it Moby Pack refilled? Yeah, by Yeah, the little Moby Packs is where they distribute the drugs. It's in their back. Yeah. yeah um, and Jeff walks in and he goes, "Man, we gotta really watch our boundaries right now." I got so many. I got so many fucking problems <laughs> with like the relationships in this yeah. movie. Um, it's first of all, I okay, all right, okay. I just want to say like thing about the fucking Moby Packs or whatever. They're apparently like literally one of the lines in this movie is, "They're not made for Jocelyn." So That's don't. right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're not made for Jocelyn, so be careful. And I'm like, why are they made out of this cheap? fucking plastic yeah you know what i mean if they're distributing drugs into the back like in your spinal cord essentially Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i just thought i was like okay so i thought this guy had money he has a whole fucking prison to himself essentially like steven abnesti chris hemsworth's character i thought he had like money so i thought like oh like that shouldn't be a problem and then like i just thought like this man is like they set him up to be like he's got financials backing him and he's a smart man. But yeah. the fucking Moby packs are made out of fucking dollar store fucking plastic. And then he's got like he's dumb. He's mm-hmm. got his shit labeled. He's got the drugs labeled in the drawer next to his test subjects. And he names the drugs. Spoiler alert from fucking bingo cards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm I, surprised it took everyone this long to figure out what the fuck he's up to. Yeah. I. I yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The bingo card thing would have been cool. Yeah. If it wasn't just such an easy answer. Yeah. As like, oh, he's naming the drugs after a bingo card. Like, it would be cooler if he had his inmates scored on the bingo card. It's too random. Like, his thought process is too random to be a smart science guy. Yeah. You know, he's got that that really big book. Yeah. Scribbles. Yeah. He's probably just doodling. He doesn't know what's going on. He keeps going in the microphone. He's like, uh, use your words. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's ridiculous. Like this is like, Chris Hemsworth is a himbo and he's always been a himbo. If anyone knows what a himbo is, I'll tell you right now. A himbo is a very like muscular, beefy, attractive, like alpha looking male, but he's dumb, but he's gentle. Okay. He's a gentle, dumb, attractive, muscular man. And that's been Chris Hemsworth since the beginning. Right. That's why Thor 3 was so good. And nothing else after that. Right. Right. So (laughs) that's the problem is I can't believe this man is a a scientist. Um, Another thing I have a problem with is like, I don't understand the criteria for choosing prisoners. So the prisoners Mm -hmm. in this in this movie, in this specific um, adaptation, are told to us as being like people who have done really heinous shit. Like they're fucking like pretty heinous. Right. Right. And that's why whatever. But Jeff and Lizzie, first of all, aren't even on this. Lizzie's not on the same level as all these other bad people. No. Lizzie, spoiler alert, uh, played by uh, Dirty Smollett. (laughs) Dirty Smollett. (laughs) Dirty Smollett. Is... A mom who accidentally left her baby in the car when she was heading to her shift at Walmart. So it wasn't even intentional. It was an accident. 
and that's all we're told is that she left the baby in the car so she was charged on like uh, i don't know some kind of manslaughter charge but i don't understand why she would be next to people who jeff who was supposed to be somehow likable but i guess did a drunk driving like he willingly drunk drank and drove he willingly drank and drove yeah and then actually it's so funny because i'm like you're supposed to like this guy but he's like there's this scene in the movie where you kind of figure out Jeff's backstory and it's just like him and his trailer trash buddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the bonfire. At the bonfire. Yeah. And they are like, they're like, oh yeah, like so-and-so's got this fucking party. Like he likes to party all week. Like let's go. Like it's his birthday. And he, Jeff, Miles Teller's character is literally like chugging a fucking beer and is like, well, fuck, I'll go. I'll drive. And he hops in the car and, mm. spoiler alert, his wife is like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go too. Like, she's fucking done off Smirnoff Ice, right? I got, I got something to tell you. You know? I knew she was dead from the moment that happened I knew she was dead from too. the beginning. I yeah. was like, are you kidding me? Uh, so she hops in the back and like, it's actually so funny because he's like, oh man, she can't live without me. And I'm like, fuck off, man. Like, I know what's coming. Let's see. Who's going to get thrown from the car this time? Anyway, Jeff is drinking and driving, and his buddy's even like, yo, you cool to drive? And he's like, <laughs> beer cool. on his lips. Cool, on his, cool as ice. Cool as ice. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he's not sympathetic at this point. No. And then he's just like flying down the fucking dirt road, going 120 clicks, no. and drinking still, and yeah. laughing, and yeah. turning up the music. Yeah. This is all recipe for a crash. He's not sympathetic in the slightest. Not at all, uh, Jeff's character. Uh, so that's why I don't understand why Lizzie is in there. But whatever. There was like, he's such a piece of shit. Everyone's a piece of shit, uh, apparently, except for Lizzie. And I don't know why she's in there, but whatever. I kind of like, I changed her character around in my version of the script. Like I wanted to fucking like, I don't know. This mo This movie was so easy for me to like kind of like change and just kind of like, make it make more sense yeah and well, i don't understand i'm excited like, to hear what you got honestly like the bar was on the floor <laughs> the bar was on the floor like i i <laughs> and i have uh, i actually have no problem going first this time because you went first last time Joel. sure so uh yeah so um i guess now let's get into our kind of like renditions of uh of spider head all right all right let's do it so i just had it like this i had dr stephen abnesti has created a new drug capable of recreating the feeling of organic love and he is like known for his like at this point i wanted his kind of drugs to be on the market in a way like he can market like, you so know, he's established. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right. Like, you know, like give him some credibility, especially if we're going to have fucking Chris Hemsworth at the helm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, uh, but he's marketing this new drug N40 uh, as basically the beginning of world peace. Um, and with that, he gains government approval for human trials. Um, Abnesti's human volunteers are all all convicts who have served um are serving prison time for uh you don't know this like the audience won't know this but it's for the death of a significant other um okay. i wanted them to be involved in their kind of you know in their death okay 
and the test subjects are told that they will receive $25,000 in compensation uh, as well as time served. And basically, in Abnesti's own term, uh, a chance to find self-forgiveness. You know? Okay. A little bit more redeeming character You know, right now. like, right? Yeah. So it's just not like he's not blasting fucking 80s tunes and fucking acting ridiculous yeah. right off the fucking bat. Yeah. Um, so we open with a scene of Jeff, who is Miles Teller, sitting in the test room across from Heather, a woman who we know he clearly doesn't really get along with during the, you know, his time at Spiderhead. Um, but Jeff is upset about being paired with Heather yet again. This has happened before. But he still acknowledges the drip when uh, Abnesti says, do you agree to be hit with that N40? Mm hmm. He acknowledges and they are having a conversation. I kind of wanted to go a little bit deeper in terms of like, because N40 is explained to us as just like, I don't know, it's a love drug, but like what we see just looks like kind of like you're on drugs. Yeah. Like your things are like fuzzy or whatever. I kind of wanted like, so with this N40 in mind, like he administers, Abnesti administers it. And then like, he kind of like makes suggestive comments towards each person and kind of like, you know, and he turns up the fucking, was it verbalose? Ver yeah. Verbalus, which is talk and flocks. the talk and flocks, right? That gets them to like talk more. Yep. And they start having a conversation talking about how much, you know, like they really love each other. And like, you know, it's like it's all very like sweet and sugary, whatever. And how wonderful the other person is and how much they didn't realize they loved one another or whatever. And then Abnesti turns up the N40 and he's making all these suggestive comments towards Jeff and Heather until they bang. Mm -hmm. Now, this is technically like you know sexual assault because in the you know original uh film as well they're on drugs so they can't really consent to this so i'm if that bothers anybody that that's just what it is going forward i'm sorry yeah yeah the, but they bang that happens in the movie as well it, it's also way when the acknowledgement be the consent but they're on drugs i'm just covering our asses here <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm all covering right. our asses here i don't want to see anything you know, on Twitter going forward. All right. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, they bang. And, you know, we see like Jeff interacting with Lizzie during like the group bingo night, right? And they're having a conversation about the trials. And like Jeff is like, you can kind of tell, I wanted to see that Jeff is into Lizzie. They've kind of been here, you know, a while, mm -hmm. a couple months. And uh, obviously, you know, Journey Smollett's character, Lizzie, is uh, the only person he actually hasn't been in a trial with. And Jeff kind of brings it up awkwardly. And um, we can clearly see how Jeff is affectionate towards Lizzie and vice versa. But the audience doesn't know if it's like a residual effect of the N40 or if it's really how Jeff feels. Um, and then I wanted to like kind of go forward and says Jeff, uh, it's like Jeff is then put into an N40 trial with Sarah that cracked out. Yeah. AKA she's known as Shitfinger. <laughs> You're going to watch the movie, guys, and you're going to understand. I forgot about Shitfinger. <laughs> I forgot about Shitfinger. How is that a subplot? That's what the fuck subplot. That's the thing is like, okay. <laughs> I forgot about Shitfinger. Guys, damn, damn. I could have put this in here. The whole, point, <laughs> the whole point of this podcast really is you guys should watch these movies first. Or even watch them after the fact and just know you're going to know all the inside jokes. But there is Shitfinger. Her name is Sarah. Sarah Shitfinger. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sad yeah. that I forgot about Shitfinger. How could you? I, that's I, stuck in my head. I know. And the minute you, I heard 
shit come out of your mouth. I knew exactly <laughs> what it was. And, oh, man, I really messed up here. But that's okay. I can fit her in somewhere. You can fit her in. So she's a cracked out looking lady. Like, she's rough looking. Like, I'm yeah. talking, like, you know, leather yep. skin. Typical older Florida gal. is Rough. Right? And you can tell Jeff desperately wants to refuse, but he decides to acknowledge and the same process from before repeats with Sarah. Mm-hmm. They bang. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. This one I could consider sexual assault. He For doesn't sure. really want to bang no. cracked out. No, no, no. So Heather, you'll see in the movie, is a bit more. I thought she was really attractive. I can't lie. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it was. She was, yep. But uh, Sarah, not so much. And then, like, right after that, I want Jeff to be brought in to observe uh, Sarah and Heather. And Abnesti tells him that he must choose who to give a five-minute dose of Darkenflox to. And, you know, Jeff's going to be reluctant because he's experienced Darkenflox um, during, you know, his time here. Mm-hmm. And doesn't want to give it to either woman. Right. And Abnesti is like, is it because you love Sarah or Heather and Jeff says no it's simply something that is just too cruel right so Abnesti then starts talking telling him kind of shit about Sarah's backstory about Heather's backstory and then he says like you know it's not really working on on Jeff and he's like okay well every five seconds that goes by I will increase the dose like 10 percent and Jeff will need to choose or he will forfeit the experiment as well as the money promised right so Jeff finally relents, and he, like, chooses Heather. Sarah's released, and Heather is given Darken Flocks, and the expected happens. It's like, you know, apparently this Darken Flocks, stupid name. Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It, like, it came out of a Thor movie. It's it like, like, like Darken Flocks is the planet that those dark elves showed up from. Loki, we have to get to Darken Flocks. <laughs> that sounds pretty good that's him that's how he sounds in this movie too mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah and the expected happens like say uh, heather starts freaking out you know she's getting all whatever and abnesti finds it curious that jeff chose heather given that he's had more n40 sessions with her and now you know uh so he assumes that there will be you know, a kind of like psychological residual effect that he'll have more affection for her, but that's not the case. But Jeff kind of assumed that Heather might be able to handle it because she looks younger, doesn't look as tainted as Sarah. Mm-hmm. And like, you kind of look at Sarah and think, yeah, she's been up to some dirty dealings. Mm-hmm. But Heather, you don't know. But Sarah, yes. Shitfinger, yes. Right? Shitfinger. Um, Heather is having a very poor reaction to the Darken Flocks and ends up damaging her Moby Pack. And releasing all the drugs into her system. And, you know, Jeff alerts Abnesti and Mark. And Abnesti orders Mark to turn it down. But he's unable to. Right. Heather kills herself. Trigger warning. Sorry. As Abnesti and Mark rush into the room. And Jeff is, like, freaking out. And he notices the bingo card lying on the ground. He picks it up. And he notices the gold stars are covering the card. He notices that B6 is the only one that's not been covered. He quickly drops it back onto the floor and Abnesti tells him he can go um, and then at this point you know Jeff is kind of like unsure about what's going on he thought he kind of knew up to this point but this is all this is all very weird right and I kind of wanted him to get a little more distant from Lizzie at this point where he's kind of like worried what she would feel about him uh, killing basically he feels like he killed Heather yeah. In his own way. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, but uh, eventually, 
uh, I want them to kind of like, Lizzie will seek him out. And he tells her about what he did. And uh, Lizzie basically kisses him and confesses that she thinks she's falling in love with him. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And, but Jeff just thinks this is like leftover N40. Right. Right. Uh, but Lizzie confesses she's never been given N40 and never experienced a trial due to her, what she says is repeatedly failing her physical. Now, and Abnesti's watching this the whole time. Mm-hmm. I wanted to cut out the silliness. I really wanted to because, see, the thing is, is like, you can't, for Stephen Abnesti and the fact that Chris Hemsworth is playing this guy, like, he can't be silly at all because Chris Hemsworth just takes a fucking mile when you do that shit. I noticed. Yeah. Like, he'll go silly as fuck. Yep, he you does. Know, you he know does, what I mean? He does. Like, the <laughs> dancing and all the that. The dancing. Yeah. And I will say this. Like, he wasted that dance because, and I know, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I actually really love the movie Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool film and well done. Yep. Chris Hemsworth dances in that film as well as a villain. Yeah. And it is more impactful there because it was the first time. Yeah. And now I'm seeing it again, and I feel like he asked to dance. In this one, I felt like he felt, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll dance to, what, what's an Australian accent? I don't I'll know, dance but to you're sounding pop. I'll dance to it. Sounds like. You know? Like, it's yeah. horse shit. Anyway, I was just was not impressed by it. So I was just like, when he started dancing, I literally was like, what the fuck? And I, whatever. <laughs> so I had this, my Steven Adnesti does not fucking dance. Good. And he's Good. super serious, right? So he's watching this the whole time. And now. The next morning, Jeff is brought. I hope you guys noticed that I'm going straight to the point with this shit. Yeah, there's you are. a lot of like, you know what I mean. We can have that little You're establishing the moment. I wanted to get rid of that shit. Yeah. I was honestly really bored during a lot of this movie. So the next morning, Jeff is brought into uh, witness a trial, and this time it's Lizzie in the room. Abnesti tells Jeff to administer Darken Flocks to Lizzie, and he refuses stating that it's not fair since he knows Lizzie has never been given any of the drugs before and this could seriously harm her. And plus, he's still guilty over Heather's death. Right. Abnesti then reveals that Lizzie isn't a patient and that's why she's never been in a trial. She's been lying to him and is actually under employment of Abnesti Pharmaceutical. She is a control group, essentially, in in the trials. And... uh. He then asks Jeff to administer the Darken Flocks now, uh, but he still refuses. Because mm-hmm. I wanted Jeff to be like, you know, as much as he's experienced that N40, yeah. N40 cannot recreate real love. Right. And right. I wanted right. Jeff to like really come to the understanding that he, he doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's never experienced N40 with Lizzie. What he actually feels for her and what he's known about her up to this point, he's fallen in love with her. It's all it's natural. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. It's it's all natural, right? Um and it this is gonna infuriate Abnesti, and he demands to know why Jeff won't do as he's told and asks whether or not it's because he loves Lizzie. And Jeff replies that he isn't sure he can't be concrete in the fact that he loves Lizzie, but he knows he he feels like he could. Mm-hmm. And that's something he's not felt since uh, you know, his drunk driving little accident right right and he still doesn't want her to hurt her despite the fact that uh she's she's lied to him um he then remarks that n40 will need some tweaking if it wants to recreate organic love because the way he feels for lizzie 
surpasses that of N40 and the drug is a failure. You cannot bottle the feeling of being able to see the ugly part of somebody and not wanting to walk away from that, mm-hmm. which is I, which is love to him, you know, right. and it's forgiveness, right? Right, right. Uh, but Abnesti's annoyed, okay? Yeah. And he finally admits that N40 isn't an organic love drug, but it's a companion piece for B6, a compliance drug. Right. And he explains that the way to world peace isn't love, it's obedience. And they were testing to see if B6 could be powerful enough to allow someone to kill someone they loved, thus proving total control. He says they still have more to tweak, but they're almost there. Right. He's almost got his bingo card full, Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I kind of like. As I got to it, I was like, okay, I don't know which way I want to go with the ending. Because I could go like in a kind of like a kind of a darker. Both endings are dark. So I had one ending where it was like I had Abnesti instruct uh, Lizzie to administer a highly deadly dose of dark and flocks on Jeff basically to kind of like insinuate that either she might be under the control of B6 because she is it is it possible that she'd actually didn't love Jeff in return right and that like what was real and what was fake or I was gonna say that like Abnesti just has fucking Mark do it Mm -hmm. and then like you just kind of see Jeff kind of take on that darkened flocks that that pain and that whatever but he's looking at Lizzie and he just fucking, I wanted to steal that ending and spoiler alert in the actual New Yorker piece where he just like looks at the corner of a table and just decides to fucking kill himself from the yeah. darkened flocks. Yeah. But I didn't know which ending to go with. That's my concern. That's what I will it's say. A, yeah. It's a, I gotta say both endings sound really good. Like just something I, interesting, you yeah, know, it's very interesting and it's, there's no trope to it. Like this, this to me is just like a very unique idea. I really like the idea that B six is a lot stronger mm-hmm. in your story, mm-hmm. and uh, simply just like commanding someone like yeah. Lizzie to inject. Jeff. That's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's just, or no, sorry, Mark. Yeah. To inject. Mm-hmm. I just I think that's like. That's really good. That's smart. That's both both of them said. are very smart endings. I can see the dilemma of sh- having a hard time. Trying I just to pick said, them. let's go for it. Like, yeah. okay. Cause I will tell you guys that in this, in the actual movie, they kind of like puss out and do that total Hollywood ending of like these two people are get to escape from the Island. Like that's my Jack biggest. And Lizzie, yeah, yeah. And then the bad guy just takes an overdose of fucking Moby pack or whatever. Yeah. And like, like are the drugs in, in his Moby pack and like, just crashes crashes into a side of a, a mountain. It's yeah. ridiculous. No, it's dumb. I wanted a dark ending, and I wanted an ending that make it feel like you know, like fuck. I'm kind of. I wanted. I wanted the audience to be like, ooh, I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of fucked up. Yeah, I do feel like maybe the first ending might have been might be where that Lizzie one. does yeah. it. Yeah, I that was that was my go to ending. Yeah. I wanted that's, Lizzie. That, I feel like yeah. that would be a hard if you're really invested in a story with these characters if they were properly written, <clears throat> right? I would be, it would be a hard time to watch something like that. You you see like the struggle of Jeff. Mm-hmm. You see like the struggle of of Lizzie, and you kind of you watch it and you're like, you know, Jeff. He he has redeeming qualities as well. Yeah. He you know, 
you can see that he cares. It, it, he he argues against like N forty because he has he feels that real love. Yeah, he knows the difference between between synthetic and organic. Um, and so like, you're just watching this character grow. Yeah. and learn more about himself and how fucked up he is about how he's trying to find redemption. And then you just end it like that. Like that that's to me, like wanted. that to me is good because you watch like a slow death, something that he really cares about. Yeah. Re- he really loves where he learns to love again in this person. And that exact person is the one. Oh, wait, was it Mark that's going to do it? Or was it Lizzie that was going to inject that's it? That's two endings. It was going to be Lizzie or Mark, but I wanted, I think, I think I'm going to go I, with the Lizzie. It has to be Lizzie. I'm going to go with Lizzie. It's the most poetic ending. Yeah. The person that he learned to love again. Yeah with full organic love is going to end his life. Yeah. Brilliant. That's, you know what? That's better. That's, you know what? Thank you. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Guys, we had, we had max a week to write this. And I don't think we even used the full week. I didn't because I was down sick, but we had days to come up with a better idea. And I think also as well, I, I, I'm a huge fan of like European cinema and mm-hmm. I know especially French new wave and all that stuff. They don't shy away from the depressing ending. You have to embrace them. You know what I mean? Uh, when you have, when you touch on, on things like this type of material, you know, like a, a prison test subjects, mm-hmm fucked up type of scenario situations you know you have you can't have a happy ending you can't have no. the you can't have two people escape a prison and literally get on a boat and hit the road <laughs> when like a a huge coastal guard army is rolling in at the same time that's not good that's not a good ending it's a cheap way to end anything mm-hmm. you i you, everything has to, any type of heavy story has to end heavily absolutely yeah and there's no heaviness in sur- and everyone surviving and getting the fuck absolutely out. Yeah. right yeah. except for the like the bad guy dies and in the in the netflix's version the bad guy dies and jeff and lizzie get off the island basically scot-free yeah but they're gonna but like let's look at the real situation they hit mainland they're they go to jail yeah <laughs> you know so well i'm glad that joel likes my script and you know once we get the little instagrams the twitters all that stuff set up you guys can let us know what you thought about my script but we're going to move on to joel's script uh now uh after this brief little break okay kids we're back and uh we've just finished uh my script for Spiderhead, and now we're going to move on to Joel's version of Spiderhead. So, Joel, what have you got for us? All right, buckle up. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a real doozy. <laughs> uh, okay, so the film's going to start with um, just like a news article, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, just talking about um, almost kind of similar to your thing, like Abnesty Pharmaceuticals is established. Yeah, it's not. It's none of its products are on the market, but it's it. In the news article will show like stocks and stuff. He's you know. yeah. You know, it's no, no, it's no. Oh, it's becoming open. It's to the on public. its way. Yeah, it's yeah. on its way. It's a growing um, pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, but really, the film is going to start when you're going to we come to Abnesti, who's sitting in a dark office mm-hmm. with just like a television screen going. Um, he's just watching recordings of old test subjects. So he's got his files beside him. He's got his notebook beside him and he's got his remote and he's just scrolling through just yeah. failed subjects, you know, testing N40, dark and flocks, whatever. You don't know, like we don't know what any drug is right now. Um, so he's just taking notes, but he's got his, this bingo card on the side. Mm-hmm. And with multiple stars, specific numbers, whatever. Um, but then a recording of an inmate, Jeff, pops up uh, with the code N40 N forty slash B6 beside his name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh has three um, files with Jeff in it. And each of them are trials that he was put through. The first one shows Heather and where they bang. Yep. So that whole thing is going to stay. And, uh, okay. So then, and then the other one will be the one with, um, shit fingers, shit finger, Sarah, right? Yeah. And then the other one will be the, the sorry. And the third one is going to be his trial with dark and flocks. Okay. Okay. So he presses play. We see him write dark and flocks on the notepad. Mm-hmm. He presses play. And you see Jeff be uh, questioned by Steve. Just a few things of like what he's, what fears does he have, you know, kind of just like go into his past, his traumatic past as well. Yeah. Just getting him like really marinating, mm-hmm. you know. He's in the juice. Yeah. He, the, in this film, there's going to be no Moby packs. This is all going to be injections. Okay. So it's all going to be like close quarters with each other. No mm-hmm. one's going to have phones playing with dials and stuff like this. this is yeah. L- this is l- like people walking in and injecting you. Um, so Mark, his assistant, comes walking into the room, injects him with talking flocks, whatever it was called. <laughs> and, uh, then asks if he acknowledges that he is prepared to, if he's ready to um, take on the drugs for his trial today. Jeff says yes. He gets administered uh, darkened flocks, and Jeff just immediately starts to freak out. Yeah. He curls up into fetal position. He's screaming no. He's running into the wall. He's mm-hmm. grabbing stuff, smashing it. Th- just the basic stuff you would have seen in the original movie. Yeah. On top of, like, even the stuff that you brought up. Um. Let me see here. Where are we at? So you're watching Jeff kind of freak out more and more, and he keeps crying out for his uh, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And every time he keeps crying out for his girlfriend, the screen's going to just keep f- uh, flashing just like quick flashbacks of him plowing that okay. car into the tree. So yeah. you're getting, we're getting the cerebral, like we're getting that memory that's starting to kick in Mm -hmm. and then it's just going to full on show the flashback of him just plowing through a dirt road plow and then smashing into a car yeah and it just igniting and you can see the bodies burn (laughs) you can see that too it's really up to the creativity (laughs) of the director uh immediately jeff wakes up he's in his cell in a cold gray dark room with a small camera in the corner, blinking a red light. Yeah. 
and he wakes up in a cold sweat because of this reoccurring na- nightmare of the of the car crash. His cell door opens and Lizzie walks in with breakfast for her and Jeff. Lizzie is the resident cook for the prison, like in the original. Mm-hmm. But they obviously have a relationship growing. They've known each other for some time. This is kind of the same thing that you're going with too. Like mm. they've known each other for a while. Of course. But it it's it doesn't look like it's intimate in any way. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to grow that way. They have a bonding over a dark past that okay. they you know like they have established something between each other in that sense. Cool. Uh, during their talk, the PA turns on and Amnesty uh, calls Jeff to the spider head for a trial mm-hmm. for a scheduled trial. Jeff enters um, the white test room with a giant window, and on the other side, at a large desk, is Amnesty. Amnesty asks Jeff, Jeff if he acknowledges what drugs he'll be testing today. And once Jeff says yes, Lizzie walks in and sits down across from Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jeff is visibly uncomfortable because he probably has an idea of what's about to happen here, and that could mess up his relationship, his friendship that he has with Lizzie. Yeah. So if they get in, if they get both dosed with N40 and get it on, yeah, he feels like that's just gonna de- destroy any type of relationship that he's built with her oh shit it's happened with heather yeah so it's gonna happen here oh i like the way you've gone with this um amnesty notices that jeff is uncomfortable and tells jeff just to calm down and it's a simple n40 test not a high dosage just a simple one lizzie acknowledges that um she acknowledges that she's going to be a part of the trial Mm -hmm. and mark walks into the room with a briefcase that case opens and there's a pack full of different color uh vials of you know just the different drugs so like they're all different colors like in the film uh with their codes written on them he fills two needles with um n40 walks over to jeff and lizzie both and injects them abnesti starts a timer and just watches the drugs as they kick in and essentially they get it on they bang they bang they're banging all right cool uh it's the next day and jeff is back in the white room again Mm -hmm. and walks in and sits down he talks about how he's about to start pushing the boundaries on all these trials and because he does believe that his drugs are going to save the world Mm -hmm. and um he can see that jeff is excelling at some of them So he's kind of playing with like the pride of Jeff being like, look, you are like my top dude. I love injecting N40. I love, I love doping you up. (laughs) And, uh, you know, like he, he really just tries to build Jeff up on this one. So he wants him to head this new test. Uh, Jeff is reluctant, but eventually he does agree to help Steve because he's Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I can maybe make up my life from killing my best friend and my girlfriend yeah. by maybe trying to help the world with these new drugs, these new wave drugs. Um, Steve tells Jeff to follow him and they head to the spider head there. Uh, Steve calls in Lizzie and Lizzie sits, walks into the white room, sits down. Uh, and Steve turns to Jeff and says, um, we'll be giving her darkened flocks, mm-hmm. a high dosage. Only Jeff has been given darkened flocks, so he knows 
what the experience is like. Yeah. And he tells Steve he's not going to do it. Um, he begs Steve a couple of times just to drop the test. And Steve just is like, you know what? Let's just stop mm-hmm. for today. You're obviously distraught. You're not thinking clearly. Let's reel it back in and we'll take care of it another day. So Lizzie and Jeff are sitting in the communal kitchen mm-hmm. that night. And Jeff is telling Lizzie that he stopped at Nesty from giving her darkened flocks. And so, but Lizzie just kind of just stares. She's not very rattled by the fact that she was about to administer a fear drug at a high dosage. She's nothing really just seemed to, it kind of just like went around her. Like it was really nothing. Yeah. (laughs) She thanks uh, Jeff for watching her back and she gives him a hug. The whole time Abnessi's watching this on the cameras with the microphones. He's got it all. So the next day, Jeff is summoned to the testing room again. He walks in and sits down. Steve tells him that he'll be trying a new angle of this trial. And so Jeff is like kind of looking through the window being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Opens the door and Lizzie comes and sits down beside Steve. Steve asks Lizzie about her feelings for Jeff. Mm -hmm. She says that they're only friends. There's nothing beyond that. There never will be. Steve doesn't believe and asks again. She repeats the same thing. Uh, he asks her if she's going to acknowledge that she will be dosed with talking flocks, whatever. You know? <laughs> she says she acknowledges it and he injects her with it. Um, but he also, without telling her, injects a medium dosage of N40 Ooh. into her at the same time. Okay. So she's sitting down at the table and... She, uh, Steve tells Lizzie, we're going to inject Jeff with darkened flocks. Mm-hmm. And, and he doesn't bring up the N40 with Lizzie, but he says he wants to try and see if the N40 is strong enough to, oh, he also gives, sorry, he gives Jeff N40 with darkened flocks because he wants to see if N40 oh. is going to overcome dark and flocks if he sees lizzie okay he really think like you know yeah i like that so lizzie just stares at jeff for a minute and then she just says to steve inject the dark and flocks <gasps> so mark comes in and injects um jeff with the dark and flocks and then 40 dosage steve immediately stands up pushes away from the desk, walks to the glass window and just cannot, he's captivated. He's, he's, uh, he cannot wait to see what's about to happen. Yeah. Lizzie looks over and she sees that Steve forgot his keys on the desk. So she quietly moves over. She goes to the, um, that little cabinet they keep the drugs in. A filing cabinet, if you will. With drugs. Yeah. And she grabs uh, a dosage of darken flocks and a needle. And she's about to quickly go back to her spot. But Steve turns around to see her reaction and catches her red-handed. No! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ooh, I'm he, on the edge of my seat. He immediately turns around and tries to make a move on Lizzie. But Lizzie dodges and goes to the other side of the large desk. Yeah. Steve reminds her of the consequences that will follow this if she survives. In the background, Jeff is now picking up chairs. He's smashing things. He's throwing them at the wall. He's throwing it at the window. Um, oh, boy. 
and during that whole time, because Jeff is also screaming, he's screaming about the hallucinations he's seeing, all this type of stuff. Yeah. Steve kind of loses concentration on Lizzie and wants to, you know, constantly keeps turning his head to see like what's going on. Yeah. So Lizzie tries to make a move for the door. Mm-hmm. A move for the door? Yeah, she's running for the door. Not a roof though, eh? Not a roof, but a move. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she, so she's making a run for the door and as she's running, she's filling the vial. Yeah. She's filling the needle with, with the darkened flocks. Hell yeah. Um, she tries to get to the, she gets to the door. She tries to open it. It's obviously locked. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so then she turns around, boom, Steve's right behind her. Now this is Chris Hemsworth. He's a big dude. Gigantic. Gigantic. I think he's six three. And you know what? Like, yeah, like let this man be athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, he's a big guy and you, I do want him to be like a towering like threat. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Like like how you have him built as well. Um, so she's gonna try to dodge by him. So she charges for it to do a deke. Ooh. But he just immediately grabs her and just <laughs> slams her into the ground. And so she's laying, she's laying there, you know, like, oh, and um, <laughs> he stands over her and he look, he feels something in his side and he looks down and the needle with Darken Flocks was stabbed right yeah, into, you're fucking right, it right was. into his side, yep. fully injected. Mm-hmm. So he whips the needle out and now he becomes, Steve becomes enraged. Um, he, the Darken Flocks is kicking in obviously for him, but he, like his rage right now is out of control. He's yeah. losing control of two test subjects yeah. who have both had the B6. So that drug is obviously a failure for Fucking him. Right. And that is what's driving him crazy. Yeah. Um, so he just gets on top of Lizzie and he begins to strangle her. Jeff is still smashing the glass with the chair and the mm-hmm. glass fully breaks. So he <gasps> comes barreling through the broken glass. Yes, he does. And looks over and sees that Steve is on top of Lizzie choking her. Uh, Jeff and Steve break out into a fight. Mm-hmm. Amnesty obviously overpowers Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> and throws him to the ground. Steve crawls to the desk and fills a needle with more darkened flocks. Oh, shit. Crawls back mm-hmm. to Jeff. Yep. Stabs it right into his neck. So you're telling me he's double vaxxed. Oh, he's triple vaxxed. <laughs> Because he's got the N40, too. So there's a little bit of love in there. Oh, yeah. Jeff begins to flail on the floor. He's having a seizure at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just, you know, his heart, his whole body's about to shut down. Because I'm assuming, like, the um, feeling of fear and death is probably rampant in his body. Just, like, yeah, coursing through him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Abnesti's dose of Darken Flox that he got injected is fully kicked in now. So he's starting to see hallucinations. Oh, shit. And he's, you know, like, f- like waving things around. And he obviously sees something that really fucks him up because yeah. he starts to crawl and he crawls into a corner, curls up, and he's sobbing. He's sobbing in this corner. Lizzie wakes up from her, like, unconsciousness and sees this whole situation right here. You have... Jeff, who is your closest friend in this prison, yeah, that you asked to get him injected with Darken Flox for whatever crazy reason you wanted to do it. Um, he's flailing, like mm-hmm. he's having a seizure, and she looks over and she sees Abnesti in the corner, all curled up. 
she grabs uh, one of Abnesti's awards, walks over to Abnesti, and smashes him in the head till he Fucking was dead. Right. Look, let's get rid of it. Let's be done. She runs to Jeff. Yep. And she tries to bring him back to reality. She tries to like, you know, she's holding his face. She's trying to calm him down. But he's too far gone, and he just dies of a stroke. Oh, straight up. Yeah. Lizzie finds the code yeah. for the main gate, opens it, and just gets on the get boat, plane, train, whatever. She Plane, like, train, gone. yeah, all of that shit. She's gone. That's it. Yes. She doesn't release the prisoners. Yep. There's that that place is going to be left to rot technically because she just leaves it. She's like, oh. fuck this life. I'm done. I'm out. See ya. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, there you go. OK, Joel, let me tell you something. You went in the right. Like, it's it's very different direction that what then what I went into. But you still have that end of like, I'm glad we're both on the same page here of like, this is a, a, a dystopian story. Yeah. And I'm glad we both ended it in like a little bit of a dystopian way. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like it's not going to be that traditional Hollywood ending. No. Of like the, the there's no hope for any of right? these people. Right, the male lead and the female lead like running off in the sunset whatever. It's going to end the way it's supposed to fucking end. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I do like your story. Yes, I do. Yes. All right. Yes, wow, yes, yes. Wow, 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 wow. Yes. No, we we a thousand percent wrote a better movie than than the guys who wrote um uh, Spiderhead on Netflix. Easily. Easily. I, I would watch either one of our movies, and I'm sure you guys would too. Now, what I will say is uh, we highly recommend that you watch Spiderhead. <laughs> I recommend that you watch uh, every film that we talk about, for every sure. Every film we it'll, talk about. It will kill a couple hours. Yeah. And you'll, you'll have definitely a laugh. have a better understanding. You can laugh along with us. Or if yeah. you even, it, it's fun both ways. If you want to watch it before, you can hear what. You know, us, us rag on it afterward. Or if you want to watch it after, you can catch all the inside jokes that we're talking about that you might not have a whole lot of clue about what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So definitely recommend watch Spiderhead 2022 and kind of see what your feelings are. Can you write a better script? And as well, read the New Yorker piece because that's way better. The New Yorker piece is way better. <laughs> George Saunders, Han his name is? George Saunders, George yeah. Saunders, good for you, my man. Yeah. that's Very, serious. very good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, we will, uh, be back again in roughly two weeks with another episode for you guys. And I will, I want to continue with Netflix, but I half I got half a mind cause we were talking a lot about Chris Hemsworth today. Yeah. I almost want to write Thor love and thunder better. Oh, wow. I would love to take a little break and write Thor love and thunder. I feel, I, that I could, feel that like we could, could get be something. There. Yeah, that might Come have to on. be. Come on, yeah. Man, we could maybe team up and write that one. That might, is a daunting one for this guy. All right, look. All right, look. Maybe not this upcoming week. I'll tell you what. We're gonna have a little special. Not this week, but the next one. We're going to write Thor: Love and Thunder. But for the next week, we're gonna pick another Netflix film off of the trending or top ten list, yeah. and uh, we're gonna write it better. Uh, but that is gonna come. I'm gonna say right now. I want. I want Joel and Ridley to write. Thor Love and Thunder sure. because we Let's all know that it wasn't as good as it could have been. <laughs> That's, That's for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we want to thank you guys for listening to us. Um, I want to thank all of our friends and uh, everyone who's listened to the podcast so far. We really appreciate it. We're really trying to make some of that, uh, 
some of that internet money and also, you know, <laughs> don't tell them that. <laughs> and also, no, you know what? This is, this has been like a really fun time. I'm really happy. I get to uh, hang with my friend and talk about movies and shit on movies. And I think it's awesome. It's a good time, you know, for, for sure. It is. A, it's a great time. Uh, and so now, uh, by this week we should have, you know, the, 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 the pages up the Instagram pages at least, um, and then maybe we might have a Reddit coming forward and then, uh, coming in the future and then, uh, maybe a Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, for now, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we wrote it better as I'm Ridley DeWolf and, uh, this is Joel Shyamalan and we'll see you guys next time. Yep. Enjoy. See ya. Bye-bye boys. Bye-bye.